Yeah, <laughs> took that one for a ride. How good was that? That's right. NBA Strayer, how are you going? How are you going? You right? I bloody well hope so, because this is NBA Strayer. It's Friday, November 3, and this is Wembenyama's World, and we're just living in it. Yep, I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a good website called CodeBet. Go check that out, codebet.com.au. You can also see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab, NBA, CodeBet Daily, Fox Sports Lab, NFL. I don't know, around the traps. You can see me in Northcote tonight at Klinger, at Shot Kickers. Jim, are you going to smash some tunes? Yes. <laughs> it's a shock to everybody. I am here in Larry Armour Studios, giving you the lowdown of all the ins and outs of the NBA, day in, day out. That's what we do, and we all have Wembenyama fever. It does like sound. It does, to be honest, sound like something that's eating away your innards or your junk. But really, it's a scent. Mate, well, maybe some sort of French syphilis. I don't know. <laughs> I'm no medical doctor. But when Minyama fever, let's go. What a game! What an awesome day today. We had four games. Really fun sort of stuff going on. So I'll wrap all those up, uh, and we'll talk some. That's not an iPhone, mate. No mate. Spot of the night. Better than Lonzo Ball. We got dickhead of the week. It is Friday. Uh, we've got Yeah Nazi Unpopular Opinion of the Day, Outback Takehouse, where we're serving up a flame grill take. I tell you what, TGIF, I would hate to be a tin in roughly 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to do an Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber Award, as well as a Sweaty Hairy Bloke of the Week, and a huge set of game previews for the weekend. Does that sound good? I hope so, because it's bloody good. All right, let's get into it. Episode 977 of NBA Australia. Oh, Jesus. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Wow, you better. Better watch out for the Wembenyama attack. Oh, Lord. If you're the entire NBA, holy shit, that was a game. Uh, let's start today's show the way we start every show here with the Daily. Uh, the only little bit of news from the Daily Whip around uh, is that James Harden's a bit of a fucking sook. Oh, they kept me on a leash, man. Hey, man, they kept me on a leash. It's like you had the ball in your fucking hand. The entire year in Philly. What are you on about? <laughs> is he talking about the Rippers or is he talking about the Sixers? Did anyone do that follow-up question? Because seriously, it's like, was he on a leash down at the strip club and it's just like his thing? But really, the I am not a system player, I am a system. That sound you just heard was kawaii. <laughs> Laughing nervously, and Paul George going, oh, I fucking hate this guy already. Oh, God. Westbrook's like, yeah, neat. This is great. Stoked. <laughs> Unbelievable. Seriously, some of those amazing quotes, uh, I just want to win at the highest level. I'm leaving Brooklyn thinking I'm going to retire as a sixer. And the front office had other plans. They didn't want me. And it's that simple. I'm happy I'm here. What are you talking about? <laughs> they wanted you. Daryl Morey fucking loves James Harden more than his kids, his family. He's just, oh, I love you, James. James, I fucking love you, man. 
And he was, Harden's like, oh, man, they just didn't want me there. What are you fucking on about, you lunatic? Embiid was like, uh, yeah, we allowed, we allowed him to just to be himself and we gave him the ball on every single possession because he's really good. He's an amazing player. I'm not that great of a passer, so we gave him the ball. <laughs> Harden was like, yeah, someone that trusts me, believes in me. That's what I want. Someone that can have that dialogue with me. These are like, I don't know, the quotes of a fucking crazy person. Also, the quotes of an absolute fucking moron. Like, how dumb? How dumb can you possibly? I don't really care about scoring the basketball, scoring 30 po- 34 points. I've already done that. All right, great. What about <laughs> this situation? We're so limiting there in Philly, you moron. Um, I think it's a you know it's a little bit of a combo where he's like, oh yeah, man, Ty Lue's just going to be able to use me a bit better than Doc Rivers. He's like, yeah, no shit, Doc Rivers is a bit of a spud. We get that, but goddamn, you sir are a dead shit. <laughs> anyway, that's enough negatory. Let's get into the game wraps. Game wraps, game wraps, game wraps for an amazing, amazing day of NBA hoops. Uh, we had a couple of the Aussies in action. We'll get to them in the Australian Player Watch. But really, uh, we had an awesome sort of start to this one. Philly just kicking the crap out of Toronto. 114.99. The Raptors were kind of there in this game. And then they were not. Scoob was really good again, 24-8-8. Uh, but Siakam, yeah, he's been shit. Pascal Sikkim Siakam, uh, give us all the money in the world, man. Hey, I want heaps of money. Like, all right, can you give me more than 10 points? He's like, yeah, can't do it, boss. Uh, he has so far shot 44% from the floor. Uh, he shot 39% in his first four games and is now sort of just cruising along, being shit. Today he had 10, 3, and 6. God, he was bad. It came after the 26, 6, and 7, though, against Millie Walker yesterday. But Jesus. Uh, what else? 13 for Danny Schroeder, 16 for the OG and an OB. But Toronto, they were just, just after that Milwaukee game, they were vibing. After three losses, they beat the crap out of the Bucks, And then it all falls apart in one really, really bad, icky game. Anyway, um, this was a strange one just to watch because like Embiid was dominating you know, from the get-go, but it was still close. Like They sort of stretched it out in the end of the second quarter, but it, like Toronto were right there with them throughout the third quarter to the point where I think it was tied up a little bit at the start of the third. And they bring, I don't know, Maxi gets a tech and, uh, technical free throw and then they sort of just leap out again. There's a bit of a fight back, but then the Raptors just sort of run into a bit of a wall and Philly increased that lead, got up by like 15, 14, whatever, 16. And you're like, yep, this game's over. And it was. So uh, 23, uh, 28, 13 and 7 for Embiid. Told you. He fucking loves dominating Toronto like I love Friday Frost. He really does. Ever since they broke his heart and made him cry. Uh, 8 of 22, though. But still, 12 of 13 free throws of the big fella. God, he just he was vibing. Kelly Oubre, 23 points as a start. He went 5 or 6 from downtown as well. I'll tell you what. Tobias the Never Nude Harris. Hey, Tobias, uh, we're paying you max contract. Can you uh, get us 26 points? He's like, 23 points. You got a boss. It's like, no, nah, 20. Nah, oh, fuck it, whatever. He looks good. He shot 10 of 17. Philly outworked the Raptors. Raptors on a back-to-back. It was always going to be a tough one. Philly pulled away in the end. The New Orleans Pelicans were the Pelicans, not the Pelicans today against the Detroit Basketball Pistons. 125, they win 116. Detroit had a little bit of a, 
a little bit of fight in them, a little bit, not much. Uh, but this is the thing. Without, it's weird how like uh, Jalen Duran comes back in for this team. Yeah, twelve and five in this one. But Cade Cunningham, six turnovers, eleven assists, twenty-two points. Killian Hayes, the ten points, five, uh, nine assists, zero turnovers, shot four of eight. He was a plus ten in a game they lost by nine, and he played thirty-nine minutes. <laughs> What the fuck was Jaden Ivey doing? Well, not passing the ball. He had 12 points, 7 rebounds, 0 assists, 2 turnovers, 4 fouls, and uh, yeah, it wasn't great. Orsar Thompson as well couldn't hit the side of a fucking barn. Took 17 shots in 25 minutes, did the rook. He had 16, 7, and 5, and went 0 of 6 from downtown. Uh, Beef Stew, Jalen Duran, um, Bags, Marvy Bags had 6 and 9. Nice. Uh, in 13 minutes. But no Wiseman because they're like, yep, nah, we're, we're going to get cooked with. We play all of our big dudes against Jonas, and Jonas cooked anyway. Yeah, 23-13-5 for the Pelicans. But really, this is the CJ McCollum game where he just went fucking, all right, let's crush it. Yeah, 33. He was amazingly a minus 17 because it was really Herb Jones and uh, Matt Ryan, the other Matt Ryan, who did a lot of the heavy lifting. I think they, between them, shot 13 of 17. And uh, Matt Ryan went 6 of 8 from downtown. V Handy. But the big story for me out of this one, I literally talked about on yesterday's show, didn't I? Dyson Daniels, the vacuum. Can you show us a little something, something there, Dyson? That's exactly what he did against Detroit. 10, 7, and 6. He was rad. Hit a couple of threes, was looking pretty, caused some havoc. His defense is gnarly. Anyway, the Pelicans are rolling. They're 4-1. Detroit dropped to 2-4. Orlando snuck by Utah. This game was chaos. Chaos ensues. One six, uh, one fifteen. Sorry for the Orlando Magic men. One thirteen. It's the jingling Joe Ingles bowl. That's right. He's coming home. He's coming home. Jingles and all his mates there in Utah. He loved it. Didn't help him on the court that much, but still, um, this game was fucking nuts. Utah were up, then they were down, then they were up again, and then they lost. <laughs> Seriously, this talk about fucking swings and roundabouts. They're up like ten at one point. The Yaz, then they're like down, like twelve, like midway through the third quarter. Then they're basically tying it back up. Then the Magic streak out again, and then the Jazz take the lead right at the end on Lowry. That's a girl's name, marketing nailing a three, and you're like, what the shit, man? Here we go. It was chaos. It was an 8-0 run at the end by Utah to take the lead with Lowry's three. With I think that was the 14, 20 seconds left, right? Absolutely fucking chaos. It's back-to-back threes after they were down. I think, uh, was it like 107, I think? Yeah, it was like 107-112. And he hits two threes to go up 113-112 and then Paolo Banquero. Just man moves. After THT, THT is dynamite. Um, yeah, Paolo drives, scores, go-ahead bucket, and THT misses the three, sort of scramble play. And then Utah, after uh, they foul on the rebound, Anthony Black goes one or two at the line. They go back up two, do the Yaz, um, go do, do the magic. And then Utah turned it over on the inbounds. Larry was wide open, so a bit of a brutal one. Uh, Utah Clarkson at 21, 20 and 10 for John Collins. That's a car tall cocktail. 22 and 7 for Larry. That's a girl named Markinen. They had 20 turnovers, did the Yaz. Uh, this is one of those weird ones where you go, look, the Magic are long. Their defense wasn't 
it's disruptive, right? But when you got Cole Anthony out there getting cooked all the time, it's not really imposing. Just Clarkson had six turnovers, that sort of shit, where you're like, dude, just don't give them the ball. <laughs> I'm asking you once again, Jordan Jeremy Clarkson, don't give him the ball. He's like, nah, man, I'll just want to fucking give him the ball. But really, Orlando. God, they were good. Like, Mark had the 22 and 7, hit those two threes right at the end. He's awesome. Clarkson shot 5 of 20 for his 21 points. Had six rebounds, six assists, six turnovers. At least he's consistent. Uh, it's just, I think a lot of the problems that Utah will have, it's just, it's like, is Keontae George good? We don't know. Is Okja Agbaji good? It's like, well, they're not playing that much. Just saying. Colin the Sex Man, Sexton, 10 points in 17 minutes. Kelly Olinick, 19 minutes as well. It's like Will Hardy is just riding these fucking starters into the ground. It's like, dude, you're playing Orlando, and it's like the fifth game of the season, sixth game of the season. Jesus. Uh, but for the Magic Men, they needed this one after those two LA losses where they probably should have beaten the Lakers and did not, and then were embarrassing against the Clips. Uh, but Palo Bancaro, 11-15 at the free throw line, 9-13 from the floor. Exactly the response I wanted to see from the number one pick. He had 39-5. and God, he was good. Three steals, two blocks, did a bit of everything. Franz Wagner did the same. 21-4-5 with four steals. God. The shot was a bit off, but didn't matter. 9-21 for him. Askol Anthony had 18-7-7 as well. And the big pumpkin head. More Wagner with 10. Wendell at 14-10-2. Hit a couple of threes. Hurt his hand late. So a bit worrisome. Anyway, good win for the Magic Men. They needed that one. Pretty desperately, I'll tell you that much, eh? And then finally, the big one, Wimben Yama! Spurs beat the Suns. What? Without Devin Vassell out there, really. It's like, oh, Jesus, bro. 132, 121. Wembenyama drops 38, crushes it in the fourth quarter. Absolute chaos. They're up 27 at one point, the Suns. They kick their ass from fucking start to finish. And then the Suns came roaring back. <laughs> it was... Absolutely nuts. Uh, it really was. It was fun. It was crazy. And I'll tell you, this I could get used to. I could really get used to this. Because he played his ass off. And so did KD. And so did Devin Booker. It was really fucking fun. Just hook this shit to my veins, would you? Give the Spurs an actual point guard. That would also be handy. I'll tell you. Uh, but the Suns, look, Devin Booker came back from his uh, foot sprainy kind of thing. He had 31-9 and 13 assists. That was after a really slow start. He had fuck all in the first half then went bang. Shot 10-19, 5-7-3. Bloody good. 28-6 and six for KD. A couple of blocks. Yeah, went 3-5 from downtown too. This is the problem though. Just... Five or seven from three for Booker. Three of five for KD. Grayson Allen goes four or five. Like they shot 50% from three. Can you play some defense, sons? They're like, nah, man, don't feel like it. Eh? It's like Frank Vogel's a defensive coach. What are they doing? They let the Spurs shoot 52% and 18 to 37 on triples. That's fucking nuts, mate. Absolutely nuts. They got 13 from Kata Bates D up. They got 13 from Drew Banks. 16 from Grayson Allen with those four threes. Yusuf Nurkic. Yeah, I don't know. Do you feel like you could have used DeAndre Ayton against Wemby rather than Nurk? Just saying. Seven and three for Nurk. The Bulls need beer. Hello. Anyway, out-rebounded by seven. 14 turnovers for the Suns. 
They still don't have a point guard. So, well, we've got Devin Booker. So, all right, cool. For the Spurs, Vassell had 17 and 17 minutes. And uh, I'll tell you, Wemby just went sick, bro. We'll be right. We'll be right. Check this out. And off they went. It was absolutely incredible. God, he was good. He did a little bit of everything. It's like, brother man, they didn't have Vassell in the second half and they made a run. They were down by one. The Suns, Spurs steadied, went, oh, fuck it. We'll just throw it to the big fella. And when Benyama's like, yeah, I'm huge. Just give me the ball. Bang. 38, 10 and 2 with a couple of blocks. 17 for Vassell. Zachy Cakes, Collins, he had 19. Jeremy Sohan, he had 14, 5 and 9 as the point forward. God, this was good. Dougie McBuckets hit a big three late. He had six. Chetty Osman had 13. Trey Jones had 12 and 10 assists. Unbelievable. They went 18 to 37 from downs out. What a game. What a game. Uh, Before I yell about it anymore, they had 37 assists as a team. That is fucking huge. Tell you what, Pop's going to love that. Anyway, let's do uh, an NBA Australia pre-performer of the night. (laughs) It's Wemby. It was always going to be Wemby. He had 38 and 10. It's his sixth game. Fifth game. Fifth game. It's only his fifth game. It's a career high. No shit, because he's played five games. 38 and 10. He shot 15 to 26 from the floor. It's not a surprise because he's fucking 7 foot 20 and taller than the rim. But he also went 3-6 from downtown and 5-6 or six at the free throw line. Is he bowl bowl? What are you reckon? I don't think he is. I think he's better. Jesus. Also helped that Devin Vassell went 7-10 to start off this game with the 17 points in 17 minutes and then wasn't there in the second half. But still, what a game. 7 foot 40. He was absolutely fucking marvellous. Bill Laurie-esque vibes from this one. I tell you, he's fucking marvellous. They had no answer. Like, KD's looking at him going, like, this is like an AMP ad. When Binyama's, like, walking up to KD and going, I am you, but from the future and not old. <laughs> it's like kind of an inverse of an AMP ad, but really, absolutely incredible gear. When Binyama's awesome. Look, honourable mentions go to Wem, uh, not Wem, uh, to Paolo, but get out with these 30, nine rebounds. The steals, the go-ahead bucket in the paint through traffic, but Wembenyama was fucking unstoppable. That was sick. It was dirty. It was filthy. It was fucking gnarly. It's just Wemby's world, man. We're living in it. Who was spot of the night? Spud, 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 Spot of the night. Look, not to like overhype the Wemby game, but fucking hell, this is the Spurs with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. It's early on in the season and he's going to surprise some people, but fuck me, 38, 10 rebounds, down the stretch, kicked some ass, took some names. Unfucking simple. Anyway, spot of the night, Suggs goes one of seven. Brutal. He uh, had a real rough game. Look, defensively still showing up, doing some pretty good stuff, but bloody hell. Uh, in terms of actual, like, on the core production in that game, Suggs was, uh, was a bit of a rough one, I tell you. Bit of a rough one. Yeah, yeah it was pretty pretty, pretty rough. Uh, elsewhere, yeah, Jordan Hawkins, the Rook, go one of seven. Malachi Branham goes one for seven as well for the Spurs. 
106 for D'Anthony Melton, the same as his buddy Patrick Beverly. Look, the fact that the Sixers won that one so handily over the Raptors uh, with two of their sort of main guards playing, what, a combined 49 minutes to go two of 12 and one of six from downtown is pretty bloody good. So good job by them. Uh, what else? We had the 5 of 20 for Jordan Jeremy Clarkson. We should probably call him Jordan Kelly Clarkson at this point. Sid, you've been gone! Jordan cannot hit a fucking shot! There you go. Uh, also, Thompson, we don't dump on the rooks for uh, Spud of the Night, but 5 of 17 and 0 of 6 from 3 is pretty egregious. But look, we'd love to thank Calden Johnson because what did he shoot? Gelden Johnson shot 311. Oh, I don't know if I mentioned on fr- like last Friday night. So after I did the show, I, you know, hanging out, uh, had a few tins and just ended up just deep diving YouTube and just like going through fucking, all right, we're going to go watch some 311 clips. And then you get into the sublime, go through some no doubt. And then you slowly work. You go, what about that alien art ant farm fucking film clip? That was sick. It's like, oh, yeah, they do the sway thing. And are you okay? It's like fucking the best MJ cover that ever existed. Like, there is no way that song should be that good and slap that hard still in 2023, but it does. Anyway, I also did go down the rabbit hole of 311 film clips. So, yeah. Just your old mate Jim sitting there a few tins deep, just having a bit of a wallow. In a YouTube fucking deep dive. Anyway, who was old mate? No mates. Old mate. 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 No mates. Who's got no mates today? Well, Danny Green. Uh, so he got waved, and you're like, yeah, that that sucked in the gym. Then it comes out that he agreed to drop his debut game bonus from five hundred grand to two hundred grand to help the Sixers by lowering their tax, and then he got waved. Oh, that is such a... No, no, no. No, Danny's calling about that bonus thing again. Uh, can you put him on hold? He's your fucking mate. Cost himself 300 grand by being a good dude and the Sixers went and fucked him. Maybe James Harden's on to something. Anyway, pantsing of the night. Fatty, fat, 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 fatty, fatty, fat, fat. I wanted to have Corkmaz in Old Mate No Mates as well, but it was kind of like a pantsing. It felt so weird to see him out there against the Raptors. Because uh, it felt very much like that, yeah, look, we're really sorry about the not trading you thing, fucking Furkan. And he's like, duh, doesn't worry. Can, uh, can I play? And they're like, oh, I guess. He played 22 minutes today. <laughs> he's played up until today. He played three minutes all season. And he was good. He went four or seven from the floor. He hit a three. He had 10 points. He had an awesome and one. It's like, let's fucking go fucking Furkan Corkmaz. But it felt like such a pantsing. It's like the Sixers were like, all right, we tried to trade you. You're old mate, no mates. We all hate you. We'll run you out there now against the Raptors. Dak! Away you go. Uh, who was better than Lonzo Ball? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're going to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. You're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Obviously, Wembenyama and Paolo were both number one picks, so it's not a giant surprise, right? And now I'm basically 
you know, you can't really dump them in the better than Lonzo Ball because they were number one pick because he was number two. I'm going to give this to Scoob. Scotty Barnes has been fucking unreal. Just saying. Like, he has been real fucking good. The big problem for me is, like, the rest of the Raptors, OG, Siakam, have just been kind of shit. Scoob had 24-8-8 today. He went 9 of 16 and 2 of 7 from downtown, hit all these free throws. So far this season, he's averaging a 20-10-5. Like, that's fucking stupid. He scored 20-5 and five straight. And in that other game, he had fucking, in the opening game, he had 17 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 blocks, and 2 steals. So, yeah, I think that makes up for him not hitting 20. Like, he's awesome. He's doing everything. He's shooting the piss out of He's shooting over 50% for the season. Uh, he's hitting his threes. He's basically over 40% so far as well. Like, he is the player that you don't trade for KD. At this point, and I think I mentioned this in probably might have actually been the Raptors' year Nas before the season, right? Of like, is this the year that we see the Scoob that we expected? We are so far, and it's awesome. And guess what? It's better than Lonzo Ball. All right, let's do the magic tweet of the day. Going to a Lakers game is still the hottest ticket in the NBA for celebrities, entertainers, athletes, and fans across industries. I took pictures with fans from all over the world who came to watch LeBron and the Lakers last night. Lakers fans are still the best in all the NBA. What do we say? Thanks, Magic! <laughs> like, what is that tweet? <laughs> I love this, though, but the best one. Last night, I watched a dominant performance by King LeBron James at Crypto Arena slash Staples Center, brackets lol. He's still the number one box office drawer in the NBA and didn't disappoint with a magical 35-point 12 rebound and 7 assist performance in year 21. I like that he threw in the magical 35, 12, and 7. It's like, is that a uh, bit of a slight nod to yourself? Yeah, not bad. All right, and finally, let's do it. Dickhead of the Week. Dickhead of the Week. Oh, I fucking hate Chris Broussard so much. Dropping a hard R on TV is just like... There is something wrong in your brain. And then to like quickly so turn around and like go, oh, I'm real sorry about dropping that hard R. It's because I've got a developmentally disabled first cousin that we just buried one or two months ago. The fact that you don't know if it was one or two months ago, and why were you saying the R word anyway, Chris Broussard, you fucking mouth-breathing dipshit? Seriously, were you at your cousin's funeral dropping hard R's? It's like, yeah, he's a good dude, but he was a bit of an ah. Like, what? Shut up, Chris Broussard. He should have been fucking fired for that. And, of course, James Harden. Hey, man, I'm not a system player. I am a system. Oh, God. Oh, no. Watch out. This is going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun on the bun. <laughs> it's going to be such a shit show. I can't wait. All right, let's do some Yenars right after. We've got heaps of listener Yenars as well after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some yeah, nahs. They're brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. Get your merch, get your merch. Oh. 
get your merch, get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Yeah, do it. Uh, get your merch, get your merch. Uh, I had to go take the doggo to the vet for that second sort of round of stuff. Fucking hell. Yep. Diabetes. He's got the diabetes. It's a bit fucky. But he'll be right as long as the uh, insulin and shit is all good. Looks like it's a bit fucking chaotic, but yeah. She'll be right. Uh, so yeah, if you're feeling like buying a hoodie or buying a t-shirt, I've now got to afford insulin for a dog. What a world. What a world. Anyway, he is worth it, my little scruffhead boy. Uh, the owner of this here studio. All right. Uh, but yeah, go check out the hoodies. Go check out the t-shirts. MBAstraight.com slash shop or just click through on the socials. Lots of pretty pictures there. All right, let's do some BNRs. Ian Bassett out there up west. Will Patty Mills be in the NBA next year? Yeah, nah. Oh, this one breaks your fucking heart, doesn't it? Um, I think so, yeah. Because I do feel like Patty brings a veteran guile and presence to a team. And he's getting paid the uh, mid-level this year, right? He will be on a veteran minimum for next year. And it wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded this year uh, as a bit of salary flotsam. So he might end up somewhere else. Uh, I'd love to see him back in San Antonio. San Antonio on the minimum. That's my prediction for Patty Mills next year. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's a bit dire that he hasn't played yet. Hopefully he's all right, and hopefully he's not dealing with an injury. And uh, hopefully it's just Quinn Snyder trying to figure it out or figure him out. But yeah, a bit worried about that situation. Anyway, has a pee. Yeah, nah, for you, Jim. I'm a Spurs fan, and this is crazy. His improvement in fourth quarter performance is so good. Stone Cold 3 today. He's so different that his team is adjusting. The opposition is struggling. Is Wemby going to be an all-star or all-NBA this season? Yeah, nah, yes. He will 100% be an all-star, like, just because it'll be so weighted uh, for the fan vote. And then I think the coaches will be like, yeah, we've got to get him in. <laughs> like, the NBA, Adam Silver will be like, we need to have Wemby Yama in my all-star game. It's East versus West this year. It's such a novelty. <laughs> anyway, uh... But yeah, he'll be an all-star. Don't worry about that. Keep up this. Like, fucking 38 in his fifth game. Jesus. Still could easily lead the NBA in blocks as well. Uh, he also adds, did a 19-year-old skinny French alien outdoor Booker and KD without Devin Vassell? As a Spurs fan, I couldn't even tell you who the second best player would be. <laughs> yeah, nah. Yeah, he did. He was fucking gnarly. Like, even his own teammates. Like, there was a great spot of, like, Trey Jones, like, looking around going, um, he's, motherfucker is Rolling like this, it's so sick. Like literally, half their plays in that second half were like, ah, fuck it, give it to the big dude. Absolutely, he's down there somewhere. Just give it to him. Absolutely amazing. Dan Drosher, not much of a yeah, nah, it's just a bit of a uh, raps shout, I think, from uh, Dan. I mean, the raps aren't great, but what is up with his scheduling? Played the Sixers twice, both on back to back against the rested Philly, and fuck the rest for teching Siakam after a stare down or after a bucket, yet every other Philly player does it, no text. Five texts on raps. They really hate Canada, don't they? Yeah, nah, yes. This is Adam Silver just hating the Commonwealth. He's like, I fucking hated that queen, and I hate this weird Prince Charles, King Charles guy. I fucking hate it. I hate Canada. I hate Australia. Don't even get me started on Jamaica. Anyway, yeah, the Raptors, 
they got completely dogged by the schedule to start this season. Uh, so that's why it's like really hard to rate, and that's why it was such a surprise when they came out and kicked the absolute living fuck out of the Bucks, right? It's such a confusing sort of team, but I think they'll hit in, get into a bit of a groove. But if Siakam and uh, OG can't sort of be consistent enough around Scoob, I don't know what the fuck they do. Matty O, sending a good one just about the... Uh, so we've got the NBA Cup popping off tomorrow, right? The first games of the NBA Cup, the in-season tournament, it all counts as part of the regular season, but they'll have the funky courts and they're going to have funky jerseys. Matty O then said, are they deliberately making them shit these days? What the fuck? Yeah, nah. Yeah! I don't know what is going on. As I've said, it's like every team is basically like, fuck it, give the work experience kids some busy work and they can design our city jerseys. Like, the vast majority of them this year are fucking horrible. Like, to the point where you would just never buy them. Not only are they horrible, they're wildly fucking forgettable. Like, that heat culture one is fucking shit. The Mavs one is horrible. The Denver one is stupid. 5280. It's like, oh, man, it's like altitude. Like, what? You've got pictures and mountains on your usual ones. Just do that more. What the fuck? Unbelievable. Anyway, unpopular opinion of the day. Uh, this is going to feed right into uh, Outback Takehouse. It's Friday at Outback. You know what that means? Two for one oil drum cans full of icy cold Foster's Lager. That's right. It's like Australian for beer, apparently. But really, it's Australian for horse piss because no one drinks this shit. What are you talking about? You guys are off your fucking rockers. That's right. Four for one oil drum cans full of icy cold Foster's Lager only at Outback. And today's Flame Grill take is... If he stays healthy, Wemby will not only be the next Kareem, he'll win the MVP next year. Only at Outback. I mean, spot the lie, kid. Spot the lie. All right. Then quick break. Be back with Australian Player Watch right after all this. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Australian Player Watch. Uh, as mentioned, we had Jingles back in Utah uh, for his, I don't know, return. return oh, I'm coming home. Uh, he played 24 minutes to Jingles. Had some good moments early, but still ended up shooting one of five. Uh, one of four from downtown. Uh, he does give them, like, a hint of confidence and a hint of uh, non-panicking, does the Jingling one, which is invaluable for a team this young, right? So... I like his impact on the Magic. I'm just saying. He did have four points, two rebounds, and one assist. Because he did hit one of his four threes. And he did go one of two at the free throw line. So, good on him for Jingles. He was looking good. He was waving to folks in the crowd, saying g'day to folks. What an absolute legend. We fucking love him. And as I mentioned earlier, the vacuum. Dyson Daniels was absolutely fucking rad. Against Detroit, the Detroit Basketball Pistons, he had 10 points, seven rebounds, six assists, a steal, and a turnover. But he went three or four from the floor. And importantly, 2-2 two two from downtown. Yes, 2-2 two two from the free throw line as well. you love to see more of that from the vacuum. All right, what about Andrew Gay's Great Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence? It's the first and Andrew Gay's Great Mumber. Award for Outstanding 
let's do it. This one's easy. It's Wemby again. Oh, Jim, you're talking a lot about Wemby. Yeah, because he's the first player with 100, blo- 100 points and 10 blocks in their first five career games since Shaq. That's a long time. It's 31 years. <laughs> Anthony Davis didn't do it. Dwight Howard didn't do it. Absolutely gnarly. 100 points, 10 blocks in five games. First one since Shaq, and he's 38, a third most in a game by a Spurs rookie already, all time. Only David Robinson has done it, so good job. And there's the other one. Only three teenagers have ever hit 35-plus points, 10-plus rebounds, and two blocks in a game. One was LeBron in 2004. The other was Kevin Durant. Not bad company for the Andrew Gaze Gray Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. Love that. All right, sweaty, hairy bloke of the week. I just wanted to throw this one in. Drew Eubanks and Nurk on the same team. It is an absolute hilarious, sweaty, hairy bloke delight. Like, they both look like if you shook them, if they shook like dogs, like everybody in the front row, going back probably five rows at a Suns game, would get covered in sweats. Gross! But also true. All right, the Paddy Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in for today before we get into the game previews. Uh, let's have a see and if Paddy's posted anything because it's uh, it's breaking my heart. We're not seeing more from Paddy. Just saying. Patrice, Patrice Mills. Uh, and we have nothing from Paddy, but that's okay. We'll go to, I know that Box Hill Benny did post a uh, new one. He had the We Keep Going. Picture of him in black and white. Picture of him sitting on the bench next to Cam Thomas. Picture of him dribbling the ball against the heaters. And then everybody in there together. That's good. That's very nice. Cam Thomas said, keep it pushing. Uh, I've got to assume that's not a sex thing. That's what got him into trouble last time, Cam Thomas. Just saying. All right. Without further ado, we have the NBA Cup tomorrow. We've got seven games, so let's get into the game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jim. How's it all going? Oh, bloody good. I'm excited for this weekend. Uh, excited to go see Klinger tonight at Shot Kickers. Uh, not as ex- well. I'm excited that we. I have the medicine for the dog. Like the last day and a half, kind of was just a bit shit because it was like just waiting on the vet. <laughs> But, uh, and I'm just sort of bummed, but he's been in great spirits as the doggo, so he's such a little trooper. I love it. Um, so, yeah, we've got a big feast of basketball tomorrow, which is going to be awesome. NBA Cup kicks off. Away we go. We have seven games. Uh, let's pick them all against the line. Then we've got the head-to-head picks for Sunday and Monday as well. We, on the picks today, we went two or four, I think, on what we were saying on yesterday's show, because I think we ended up going with the Raptors plus eight and a half. Let's have a look at the uh, picks spreadsheet, shall we? Uh, NBA Australia picks. Where is ya? NBA Australia picks. I apparently haven't shared that with myself, so it's on the other laptop. (laughs) Good job by me. Oh, cooked that one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we went two or four. Because I think in the end, I think I had the Suns at the line. I did pick the Pelicans. I did pick Orlando. So, yeah, that those two hit. And I think I had Toronto on this show. And I had the Suns. So, two or four, you'll take that. We're well over 50%, though. So, 
Cruising along very nicely. All right, tomorrow we have Cleveland at Indy. This is a weird game. Cleveland minus three and a half. Cleveland. Cleveland minus three and a half against the Indiana Pacers in the opening game of the NBA Cup. Cup, cup, cup. Adam Silver's like, finally, it has all come to fruition. It's like, all right, buddy. Just have a cold shower. I don't like cold showers. I'm hot-blooded. All right, pal. Uh, I'm taking the Cavs. Because what I saw from Indy the other day as they were routinely shit-pumped by the Boston Celtics is that somebody's figured out if you just attack Halliburton on defense, it's really not a bad idea if he's a little bit banged up. And uh, if you've got Donnie Mitchell to do so, then you are probably starting ahead of most other teams. So Cleveland uh, with Mobley to match up against Miles Turner. A couple of their wings to throw it. I know the likes of Buddy Heald and Benny Matherin. I think Cleveland should be a little bit too good in Indy. Even though Cleveland have very clearly been up and down in those weird two games against New York, I just trust the Cavs a little bit more than Indy at this point. Milwaukee, it's Algonquin for the good land. Minus 6.5 against the New York Knickerbockers of New York City. We're going to go the Bucks minus 6.5. I think there's a big bounce back in the first NBA Cup game. I think you'll see Dame show up and show out against Jalen Brunson and co. I think Giannis will have a big one. Their defense is like the worst in the league. It's bad. I think New York are playing like dog shit at the moment, though. So that second game against Cleveland was absolutely horrible, and Julius Randle can't do shit. So if Giannis can just sort of continue that vibe, then they should be okay. Give me Milwaukee minus six and a half. Washington play Miami tomorrow in the NBA Cup. Miami are shooting the piss out of it. Washington have Jordan Poole waiting to get punched in the face by another teammate. Washington are nine and a half point underdogs, however. And if Miami don't really sort of have their heads on a swivel, like Washington will keep this like within 10 in a bit of a backdoor cover by the scrubs on Washington. So I'm going to take Washington plus nine and a half because I think they go into Miami and go, fuck it, what have we got to lose? And Kuzma and Poole, uh, if they hit some shots, Miami, look, they've got Tyler Hero, they've got Big Booty Kyle Lowry, you've got Jimmy, you've got Bam. Outside of that, it's not really scaring me. Washington is shit, but I think they can cover that big line. Brooklyn, go to Chicago. The Nets don't have Nick Claxton. Spencer Dinwiddie's a question mark for this one. Uh, they don't have Cam Johnson. I'm still taking them plus four and a half against Chicago because you should be able to at least go, cool, Ben Simmons, Mikael Bridges, hello. Can you try to slow down DeMar DeRozan just a little bit? Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine's also a question for this one, but I think the Nets should be a bit... Look, they're just deeper, even with those injuries. They're just deep. I think they can at least hold their own against Chicago and cover that four-and-a-half-point line. So I'm taking the Nets plus four-and-a-half. OKC against Golden State. I am taking Golden State in a heartbeat because there is no SGA, unfortunately, for this one tomorrow. Dealing with a knee sprain. Um, so we're going the Warriors minus four-and-a-half because they should just run over the top of OKC. Even with Chet, which is like a weird matchup, I think, for the Warriors. You've got Draymond, you've got Looney. Draymond can at least sort of probably stick with Chet on the perimeter and stuff, but he's still really fucking tall. Uh, I think they're missing Jay Lynn Williams as well. Uh, I just don't know if the Thunder are going to have enough to get by Golden State. So we'll take Golden State minus four and a half. Dallas-Denver, this is tasty. I think Denver are going to put Dallas into the wood chipper and just bear them up. I wouldn't mind taking... Like Dallas, there are lines out there that I saw like plus eight and a half. I'd probably take it that high. But this one's Dallas, uh, Denver minus six and a half. I'd probably just still lean Denver. I think if their defense can put the clamps on Dallas, 
then they will win by a lot. So give me Denver minus six and a half. And their defense, Denver, is really good when it's up and about. So I'm going to take the Nuggets. Uh, Memphis go to Portland. I think Memphis get their first win of the season. Uh, Memphis minus two against the Blazers. We'll take the Grizzlies just with that, I don't know, between Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr. The veterans against this Portland team that are Jeremy, Jeremiah, Grant, Shaden Sharp, Scoot Henderson. I just don't think there's enough there for the Blazers, so give me Memphis minus two. Sunday. How good is that, though? It's a really fun slate to open the NBA Cup. It's exciting times. Uh, Sunday, we've got Phoenix at Philly. That's a 4 a.m. Australia time start, too. Jesus. Um, Phoenix, after that bad loss, I think Philly beat them as well because who the fuck on Phoenix checks Joel Embiid? Nurkic, Drew Eubanks, in Philly. Yikes. Uh, Philly can at least sort of throw Tobias Harris towards Kevin Durant. He'll get torched by Kevin Durant, but he'll at least be there. Uh, I just don't know if Phoenix have got quite enough to get by Philly. Uh, so I'll take Philly head-to-head. These are all head-to-head on Sunday and Monday, of course, because we don't have lines for these games. Charlotte at Indy with Indy on a back-to-back. I actually take the Hornets in that one. I think their scoring should be a little bit too good for Indy, even though we know that Charlotte can get their absolute asses handed to them and Indy can come out flying and beat the piss out of teams. But I'll take Charlotte in this one. Lakers at Orlando. A rematch from just the other day. Orlando played them really tough. I do like the Lakers in this one, though. I think they get a road win in Florida. It's just, all right, cool. Try checking LeBron. (laughs) How good was his alley-oop the other day from Reeves? Fuck me. I didn't make enough of that yesterday. So, Uh, Atlanta at New Orleans. I think my initial thought was this on it was Atlanta, but I actually probably prefer New Orleans now after seeing what they did. If they get Zion back, which they ought to. He set out today. I think Atlanta will have a bit of trouble sort of trying to contain him. Give me New Orleans. Uh, Boston at Brooklyn. The Celtics are going to kick the shit out of this uh, Nets team on a back-to-back coming back from Chicago. Sacramento at Houston. This probably hinges on whether or not Darren Fox plays. If Fox plays, uh, I don't think he will. If Fox is there, though, I'd take the uh, the Kings. But if he isn't, I'm taking the Rockets. I think they've got one in there. Um, Minnesota host Utah. That's right. The Rudy Gobert Bowl. <laughs> it is a French ball, Jimmy. How do you say French ball? That's right. Minnesota versus Utah. Utah laughing all the way to the bank for how much they fucking completely, completely thieved Minnesota in the Rudy Gobert trade. I think the uh, Wolves should win this, though. Utah, we saw today, the sheer size of the Wolves might just overwhelm the Yaz, especially with Anthony Edwards as well on the uh, perimeter. Give me the Wolves. Uh, Denver hosting Chicago as well. Denver on a back-to-back, but they are home for both the, both of those games. So Chicago on a back-to-back, they go from Chicago to Denver. Denver stay home. I'm just going to take Denver head-to-head. Monday, we start at 7 a.m. with Detroit hosting Phoenix. I'm going to take Detroit. Phoenix on a back-to-back after losing to Wembenyama twice. Phoenix could be 2-5 and five after this little uh, road trip to Philly and then Detroit. It's just going to be a fucking slog. Because that's an early start for both games. That's always a bit wonky. You're out east. I'm going to take Detroit. It might look crazy, but I'm going to do it. Toronto, go take on Wimbanyama. 
in San Antonio. I think I'll take Toronto in that one. I don't feel good about it, but they can throw Teenage Mutant Jakob Pertle at Wemby, I guess. So let's go Toronto. Golden State at Cleveland. Uh, Golden State on the road. I'll take... If Darius Rucker Judy Garland's back for that, I'll take Cleveland. But otherwise, I might take Golden State. So that one hinges on if uh, if Garland plays, then Cleveland. If not, I'm taking Golden State. Garland for Cleveland. All right. Uh, then Charlotte go to Dallas. We'll take the... Oh, that is such a game that Dallas should blow. <laughs> I'm going to take Dallas, though. They should be able to outscore Charlotte. And then I'm going to take Memphis again in Portland. I think they can win both those games and uh, get their season started. They are the only remaining winless team as well, the Memphis Grizzlies. I don't know. Old Bang Bang Jamarant might have fucked his team, just saying. <laughs> what do you think he's doing right now? Out on the gun range? Doing a uh, gun safety instructional video? I don't know. Either way, exciting times. All right, that's it. Done for today. Done for the week. We'll be back on Monday. In the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face IG. We're all over the socials. You know that. Uh, getting around NFL Australia with myself and Gaz, chopping it up each week about the NFL. Uh, check us a rating and review across all of your podcast apps, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever. Uh, whatever app you use on your Android phone, just rate, review, and star it, would you? It does help out. Help you make Jim out a little bit, would you? Uh, Spring Rich, get around nbaaustralia.com slash shop. Get your merch, get your merch. Buy a hoodie, buy a t-shirt. Go nuts, mate. Uh, big thanks always go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, House Hats, as well. Their album, Running Out of Time, is really bloody good. I'll tell you. Oh, I think we had another year now that I've just skipped over. Uh, where was it? Oh, it was Dave. My man, Dave Brown. Let's just quickly deal with that one before we bounce for the week where is it he says searching his emails desperately trying to think and talk at the same time which is never good for me always a struggle Jim always a struggle Uh, we're going to go back Marty we're going to go back here we go Dave where the fuck is it I can't even see. Oh, there we go. Surely Zion Big Booty Williamson is called Larry's love child. <laughs> I love that. Um, there's almost enough of an age gap where he could be. Like, they've got some big booties between Zion and Kyle Larry. So I'm going to say, yeah, good one, Dave. I love it. And he also adds an inspirational Clippers debut for PJ Tucker. Yeah, it was. Ah, how inspirational was Harden's introductory press conference, though? Jesus. All right. Uh, big thanks to From Ozo, as I mentioned, and to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash all of them on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, uh, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia, Sports Australian Band, so should you. Uh, we'll close out with an old uh, cooking with Bainsey. It was good to see him out there last night again for uh, the Brisbane Boulet. Taking on, uh, who did they play? Southeast Melbourne Magic Phoenix, yeah. Not bad. Anyway, so we'll catch you on Monday, you dickheads. Have a good weekend. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? Come to uh, come say good day. Cling it tonight if you're going to be there. Go on, if you're in Melbourne. All right. Speak to you on Monday. Later, hosen. Just a friend. Never, 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 never.
Cooking with Bainsey is filmed in front of a socially distanced live studio audience. And now it's time for Cooking with Bainsey with your host, Aaron Bangers Bains. <laughs> G'day. G'day, yeah. <laughs> Look at this all there. All nice and separated. Oh, I love having a live audience back. This is bloody great, isn't it? Oh, there's Cheryl. Hello, Cheryl. Look at you. Oh, you happy to be here. Oh, that's bloody great. Anyway, yes, welcome back to Cooking with Bainsey. I'm your host, Aaron Bangers Bainsey. Uh, just recuperating from falling stuff and everything, but still out here chefing for you. And that's what we're here for in this here episode. I've been learning some new cooking techniques, and this one is an absolute bloody ripper. I'll tell you what, because today we are going to whip up one of my absolute favourites. It is an absolute delicacy, no matter where you go in the world, you can have whenever that iconic classic. It's good for brekkie, lunch, dinner, midnight snack. That's right, it's steak. That's right, bloody steak. That's right, I love me steaks, I'll tell you what. And you can follow along with my cooking method because it's easy as, mate. It definitely helps keep up this physique, if you know what I mean. Protein, baby! There you go. So, it is bloody simple, isn't it? All you got to do is go down to your butcher. His name's probably Vasily. Ask him to go, look, Vasily, give me two bloody steaks. And you go, what What type of steak? And like, doesn't matter. Just whatever tickles your fancy, Vasily. None of that wagyu bullshit nonsense. Just give me two good-looking steaks. Two good bloody steaks. Now, make sure you've got a barbie, some oil, and some salt and pepper. And that's it. Fire up your barbie. Get it nice and hot. There you go. There you go. Bit of oil. Bit of oil. Then season your steaks ever so lightly with a bit of salt and pepper. Just a bit of a pinch. There you go. And then grab your steak. Bang it on. Now, don't fucking touch it. None of yours. Leave it alone. Don't fucking fiddle with it. Just sit back, grab a tin, and three and a half minutes later, flip that fucker over. There you go. Oop, there you go. Hey. Now, leave it alone again. Don't fucking touch it. You heard me. You fuck. don't touch it. Simple as three and a half more minutes, and look at that. There you bloody go. Look at this one. <laughs> Oh, can't wait to get stuck. Oh, but you can't. you got to let it rest for five minutes. Let it sit there. Let it hang out. And that'll be perfectly medium if you want it. You can go rare if you want. You can go hardcore if you want. But either way, that, my friends, is Bob's your fucking uncle, isn't it? Look at it. It's an absolute ripper of a brekkie lunch or dinner. Fucking good old steak. Ah, oh, it's just bloody delicious. Oh, and look, I'm just going to get stuck with this one now. I will. <laughs> That'll do certain pressure shields. Don't you worry about that. Oh, if you know how to cook a steak, you're a long way ahead in life. That's all I know. And if you want to get fancy, have some veggies with it if you want. I love a bit of potato salad. Whip that up. I think we've done one before. So go check that out. It's fucking unreal. All right, how easy was that? Get stuck into it. Do it at home yourselves on your own barbie. You'll bloody love it. Learn how to cook a steak. And everybody will bloody respect you. All right, tune in to NBA Australia next time for a new recipe. And we'll see you then on the next episode of Cooking with Bainsey.